Well, hello, everybody. This is Hannah. And in this episode, you hear from Britt and her sister, Becca, about Britt's story going through a divorce. And once you are done listening to this episode, head over to episode 31, which is the second part of what happened after Britt officially decided to leave. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Untying the Knot on everything single motherhood and divorce. I got my co-host here with me, Hannah. Hey, Britt. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. So I know we got a little like always sunny in Philadelphia over here. So I can't complain about the weather. Um, Listen, I am so pumped that we were able to hop on this uh, Zoom uh, we record on Zoom, so we get to see each other on video, which is nice. Um, to record this Zoom, I have a, we have, I should say, we have a really special guest, someone that's near and dear to my heart, um, <laughs> my sister. Beck, do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, so my sister and I are five years apart, um, and she, Hannah and I were kind of talking about this episode And there is a piece of my story that I haven't really like told in terms of like how conversations that were had and and evolved before I decided to file for a divorce. And Beck brings in that unique perspective because she had an outsider view of like seeing, it's almost like, you know, seeing somebody in a toxic relationship, a toxic situation, and there's only so much you can do. Um, And I know there are so many so many others out there that might have friends that are in toxic relationships or they are walking through divorce and they just don't know how to help them. So this episode is really for you. Um, Beck, why don't you give an opportunity? Why don't you give a chance to kind of like introduce um, yourself, tell folks about you and and whatnot. Yeah. So um, I'm Becca. I'm Brittany's younger sister. I am uh, married to my husband, Matt. I have two little girls and I'm currently pregnant with a third. Um, we live in like an old house. We're trying to do the whole farm life thing. We have chickens and goats and um, we both work from home for ourselves. So we just kind of have like a pretty laid back life and it's exactly how we like it. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of my uh, a little well, snapshot. You, you have yeah. your chickens in your living room or dining room or something, correct? Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> That was going to be my, actually one of my wins, which doesn't sound like a win, but we'll talk about the chickens. <laughs> yeah. yeah why so, he, that? Yeah, that okay. brings out, so she brings up a good point. Like we do here on the podcast weekly win and well, so why don't you kind of dive in and let us know what's been going on for you? Okay. So my win this week is I have, uh, there are currently 11 chickens in my house, nine of which are, are baby chicks. So it's like, you know, they live in your house in the beginning. It's like normal. But then I have two full size chickens in my house <laughs> living in my house right now because they we've had like a major fox predator issue in the last few weeks. And it's obviously or honestly been kind of like devastating. We've lost like half our flock. It's a whole thing. Oh my God. We need to figure something out because it's been really bad. Um, anyway like almost three weeks ago we had a fox attack our like launch a daytime like crazy attack on our flock like three were killed two were severely injured anyway so the injured chickens are in our house right now and I didn't know if they were going to even survive but my win this week is 
like tomorrow they're probably going to be like good to go move back outside like the wounds have healed they are doing great and they're honestly like badass chickens (laughs) that they (laughs) eat especially the one so I was like you are not gonna make it like her whole back was literally missing which is graphic I'm sorry but it's like all grown back it was really bad yeah so that's my win they're doing well and they're about to go back outside to rejoin their friends in the coop um (laughs) My woe this week has to do with just mom life. So, um, like I said, I have two girls, one's three and one just turned one and she is going through, I think she's in the tail end of it now, but she's going through, if anyone follows like the wonder weeks, she's going mm-hmm. through leap yeah. eight right now, which apparently yeah. I don't remember this with my older daughter, but apparently it can be like really brutal. And it, she, the poor thing has just been like so fussy. Like I don't mm-hmm. even recognize her cause she's usually so happy and Aww. I just feel bad for her. Like, she's just like, she's just fussy. Like she just, yeah. I don't even know, but it throws the whole family off because <laughs> she's miserable. And then the toddler's yeah. like, why is she getting so much attention? So then she's cranky. And it's just like, it's been a week, but I think mm-hmm. she's like kind of coming out of it now. So hopefully that will be a win, but right now it's definitely a woe. <laughs> that is a, that's funny because she is really always the happiest baby. So to hear her, that's yeah. like not normal for her. No, we like literally call her happy heads. Her name's Hadley, but we call her hats. So she's, but she has not been very happy the last week. That's okay though. Um, so one of the things that I was like thinking about before we got on the zoom is, um, so I kind of said like, you kind of had like a, like an outsider perspective of seeing like a toxic relationship in front of you and like not being able to do, cause it is when you're like the person, like a friend, like there is only so much you can do. Right. Because like you person, like the person that's going through it, they ultimately have to be the one that stands up and like makes a change in their life. Right. Like nothing changes unless you do kind of thing. So I don't even think I've ever asked you this question. Like, what was it like kind of like seeing that and knowing that and not being able to do anything (laughs) um very frustrating and sad you know Mm -hmm. because so mom and I would talk about it all the time and we would kind of vent to each other because we knew that you were struggling and like we knew that it wasn't healthy like we could see it like the fighting and the just just the negativity you know that like surrounded you guys and 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 I don't mean like frustrating and like a bad, like we just, we felt so helpless, you know, cause mm. we wanted to help you and like, we wanted to pull you out, but you just weren't ready for, yeah. for, you know, it, it takes time for you to come to the realization to even be like open to hearing, I think like from a friend or a family member that maybe things aren't, you know, someone reaching in and saying, Hey, I don't think that this is like, I, I don't think that you're happy. Like, can I, can I help you mm. get out? Yeah. Um, and so for a long time, we were just like, man, we wished that we could help, but there, you just weren't ready for it. So we just had to kind of sit back and, um, and I, obviously I'm no expert in this area, but, and I can only speak from my own experience, but I think the most important thing is just to, just to be there, um, and -hmm. not to force it. I know that there was a couple of times throughout the years that mom kind of tried to bring up the conversation with you. Um, and at those times you just, you weren't ready to hear it. You know, it was just kind of shut down. 
yeah. I'm happy. Let's leave that alone kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which I think is probably super normal for anyone who's in that totally. situation. Because like I said, I yeah. think it takes time to come around. Um, and I know that you shared that kind of all along in the back of your head, you kind of maybe knew things yeah. weren't great yeah. um, right. or healthy, but at the same time, you know, and I think even anyone who's been in a relationship, not even necessarily a toxic relationship, but if you know you're kind of with the wrong person, you know that the mind has ways to just like quiet that little voice in the back of your head. That's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe that's mm-hmm. not so great. Or, oh, are you really compatible <laughs> in that area? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like sweep it under the rug mentally and, and everything's yeah. fine. Everything's dandy. Um, so well, yeah. It's like that fear of the un- in fear of the unknown, because I think right, that's yeah. like, you have to have the strength. You have to have enough strength to be able because it is the unknown there that's not going to change that no matter what you do divorce or whatever when you change your life it's always going to be unknown you have to be strong your your desire your why desire your desire to change who you are and change your life that has to be stronger than the fear of the unknown and that's where and that's kind of exactly kind of like what Hannah and I talk about why self-care is so important because that strengthens that that bone, if you will, you well, know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, what's the phrase, the devil, you kn- the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a relationship that maybe you, you know, feel like in your heart, it doesn't feel right. Like, you know, that there's red flags, but like, maybe you don't feel like you're in danger. And so dealing with the uncomfortable, like maybe semi-toxic relationship seems less scary than being completely on your own and trying to, you know, do it on your own or something like that might seem more scary. So I think, I think for, I think for me, like bringing this topic up, I think for me, like the biggest, so if anybody's out there listening, like the big, one of the biggest reasons as to why I couldn't make that jump, like, you know, obviously I had to be strong enough to do it, but one of the things in the back of my mind, and I hear this a lot from other women, is the friendships were so intertwined. I mean, we had been together yeah. for like 10 years. We built a life. We went to college together. We had all the same group of friends. And these are people, when I say friends, like they were my roommates, these friends. We had like very intertwined relationships. And I, that was the hardest, like, that was hard for me, like knowing that, like, I was going to have to ultimately probably say goodbye to a lot of those friendships. But if you, if you are walking through that and you're fearful of that right now, know that the universe will take, like, will take the people out of your life that don't deserve to have a seat there. Right. Like I lost all those friendships, but for the best way, best reasonings, because I now made room for more friendships like Hannah you are now in my life. Like I made more room for more good in my life than, than I was actually taking away. So like, it was actually ended up being better. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. And it's funny. I was, I have a question for you, Beck, but really quick, I was talking to, I, I don't, I I don't know if I've told you, Britt, I found a new therapist. I met with her for the first time this week and she was good. I'm going to see her again next week, but, um, we were talking and I can't remember exactly what she asked me, but it was, like me holding on to like limiting beliefs and me holding on to like things that are not serving me. And she asked me, what would it be like if you let go of those? Like what, what would happen? How would you feel if you let go of those things? And I said, well, I, I feel like it would allow more goodness to come in. You know, like if I think about it, if I let go of something that's not serving me, that opens up space for something better to come in potentially at Mm -hmm. least, you know? And so I feel like that's a, you know, great example too. Like you let go of things that were 
not good for you that were serving you, weren't serving you. And now yes. it's brought in, you know, such like purpose in your life. And it's brought in friendships that you like never would have expected. So absolutely it's pretty, pretty cool, cool to see that happen. But, um, so Becca, I, I'm curious, what, what was it like watching Brit go through, go through the divorce, like through, yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, in a, in a separated, you know, situation like this, you're kind of always dealing with it. Right. <laughs> but, right. um, what's it been like seeing her go? What's like the before and after, I guess, is my question. Like, what is she like now compared to compared to when she hmm. was in the relationship? Brett, you are so much stronger now. Like you have really like come into your own. I think before, you know, you had a lot of fear around the unknown or um like insecurities I think like touching on like the friendships like I think you learned through this that like maybe some of those people like weren't like how it all shook out in the end like weren't the greatest friends so now you are more direct with like what you want in your life with friendships and relationships I think you've just like learned so much and you've almost like emerged into this much stronger woman um who is capable and knows what she wants and knows what like her worth and what she's going to go after. And you just have like such a much more, um, I'm like not even speaking English, (laughs) much more (laughs) confidence, I think. Um, and just direction. And I hope that like anyone listening to this, who's maybe still in the, um, still in a toxic relationship and you're in that fear of the unknown. Um, I mean, I know because you went through it, man. Like you went through so (laughs) much. And I mean, I'm sure if you could maybe go back and have married someone different so you could have avoided all of this, maybe you would choose that. Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. But even though like you walked like through like literal hell, I mean, you cut, you have come out on the other side and sure you're still, you know, obviously he's not like totally out of your life, but um right he's such a peach always but (laughs) um like so much good has come out of it like I just keep like beauty from ashes is like kind of what comes to mind so if you're staring down this like decision and you're just really scared I mean it's probably it is going to be hard you know it's you're you're Mm -hmm. upending your life there's going to be so many emotions and changes but there's also going to be so much strength that comes out of it um, and you might find that you're a whole new person on the other side of it that yeah. is not just stronger and more confident, but like you literally will not settle for for what you did before. And like you will yeah. attract this whole new life that's like just uh, uh, so much more elevated than what you accepted before, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, no, that does. I'm getting a little flaclumped over here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I, I think it's just like such a beautiful example. Like that's what this, that's what this whole podcast is about is like showing, like for those of you that are maybe a step or two behind Brit, like just showing you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like there is hope. There is so many good, good, beautiful things for you. Um, when you, you know, work through the shit you're going through, (laughs) like when you get through it, it's so worth it. And it's just such a, great way to describe it. And I can only, um, obviously, you know, Britt and I, we only met after, after you've gone through all the hard stuff. So I can only imagine 
I really actually can't even imagine what that would have been like. So I think it's a great way can to I, just. Can I also say, ahead. sorry, I should have mentioned this too. Yeah, yeah. Like she's also, I'm saying she as if you're not here, but <laughs> <laughs> so much happier. So that was like one of the, the biggest things, like even in like the earlier days when um, yeah. things maybe weren't outwardly weren't so bad that we weren't exposed to like fighting and things like that. Like we always knew that Brittany wasn't happy because, you know, things would happen and the emotional response was yeah. always greater than what was like what the situation really called for. So it was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. you know, and wh- when you when you're struggling and when you're unhappy, like when, you know, when something happens, you do kind of like lash out, right? Because you, you don't yeah. feel as you, your emotions aren't as stable. So that was always like, because, you know, and, it, and it's hard because when, when you have a friend or a family member going through this, I mean, at least in, in our situation, like it wasn't, it wasn't all bad, right? Like, I mean, there right. were good times. There were times yeah. we were all together and, and things were fine um, and positive, but, and mom and I would talk and we'd be like, you know, shoot. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I was always more of like the pessimist. Mom would be a little <laughs> bit more optimistic of like, I don't know, like maybe it's getting better. And, you know, and I'm just like, no, nope, not the guy. He's got to go. <laughs> and I don't know who, you know, what was right or wrong, but um, just like knowing all along, even if things seemed better, there was always just this underlying, we were just like, well, we know she's not happy. Like we just know, we know that she's not like fully happy, fully fulfilled. Um, And so that's like another thing to kind of like watch out for, because maybe it is sneakier and you you might have someone that you suspect in your life, you suspect is in a maybe toxic relationship. Um, But it, you know, people, it's almost like humans, like a defense thing. Like they, they want to not put on a show, but they don't want to like air their dirty, dirty laundry everywhere. So, you know, you may have this like suspicion that I just don't, I just don't know if that person's like really happy in that relationship, even if things seem like pretty good. Um, so I would like listen to those gut feelings, but just know that like, you can't, there isn't really a whole lot you can do until they're ready. Like you just have to hang out and wait and not be aggressive to the point where they're going to push you out. Yeah. Right. Cause then that lifeline's gone. Um, mm-hmm. you have to just wait until they're ready and wait for like an opportunity to arise where you can potentially broach the conversation. Um, and if you do, and they're not receptive, then just back off. Um, cause they're, if they truly are unhappy, there's, there's going to come a day or a time where they either straight up open up to you or which was more kind of our case where you almost have like this opening yeah. where there's like a vulnerable, vulnerable conversation happening where you can bring it up and again it might like flourish into this full-blown conversation where everything's out in the open or it might get shut down but just hang in there and wait wait for those opportunities because they're they're gonna come um but you have to be there you know so you have to just kind of go along with it um at least that I don't know if this is the best advice but at least that's what we did <laughs> yeah. um and and, and I, I yeah go ahead no, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was kind of getting rambly. So you go. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say that you put, you bring up a good point. And I, and it's something that I think I've said this to you before that I appreciate the hanging in there. I appreciate it because a lot of the, you say like the reactions where like, it was just over the top for given the circumstances. Um, 
and anybody out there listening might have experienced like almost that like misguided anger. Like you're putting your anger out like of what's going on behind you. And I feel like I see a lot of like women now that do that. And like, and I'm like, oh man, like, you know, and you can't say like, oh, what's wrong. You just kind of like got to wait for those times. But like, that was like a huge, like when I outside looking in now and like, I appreciate you because a lot of, unfortunately, I do think like you and I are much closer. Oh, like I tell sure. people all the time, like you and I, like, I honestly, like it, it gets me a little upset to think like those five years of my, like not even five years, like that timing that I was with him, like we were not really, you know what I mean? Like close, no. like, no. and then I, I see a, a three that that's been one of the beautiful things. Like, yes, I've lost a good amount of friendships, but I've gained like a sister. Like, I do feel like right. you and I are so much more closer and I don't think that would have ever happened had I not shed that toxicity from my life. So, um, I appreciate And I think you. also too, like, I think part of that was part of that's on me because I was so angry that you're with this guy. I was angry at him. I was angry at you for putting up with it. So yeah. like, I'm like, dad, th- you just run from the emotions, <laughs> right? Like instead of, and, and also we did not have the type of relationship where I could just openly, I could, there was no way I could ever bring this conversation mm-hmm. up. That would not have fly. Yeah. Like Mm-mm. if mom couldn't, like I definitely couldn't. Yeah. So, and mom tried a couple times, but you know, if she, if she couldn't do it, there's just, it was not, it was not my place. Um, which ended up being kind of funny that it, it did kind of end up being me eventually being nice. the one to have kind of bring it up in conversation, but which is. I don't think how anyone saw that happening, but, um, but yeah, I, yeah. What was was the one question you asked me? Yeah. What was, yeah. I was going to say, what What was the conversation? What was that moment? I heard. Yeah. So kind of, we, we ended up getting in, uh, getting in like an argument. You were really upset with me. Oh yeah. We were at young living convention. Yeah. You got really upset (sighs) with me about convention. And this was one of those examples where at least in my view I felt like the reaction was like well beyond what the situation like called for you wanted to sit wanted to talk it out and you wanted mom to be there so it kind of became this like big sit down conversation and we were talking through you know all the reasons you were upset and and which had nothing to do with with Mike and I I finally just because I feel like the, the conversation was long and it was starting to get like circular and and I just said, you know, I just want you to be happy. And you kind of said, you don't think I'm happy. And that was my chance to either be like, oh, well, no, no. I could be either just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's fine. No, I, I didn't really mean that. Or I could have said, no, I don't think you are. And I just said, no, I don't think you are. And that was kind of like, that was, that was like the teetering moment of like, yeah. are we going to talk about this or mm-hmm. are we going to continue? And I also had a lot of like, anger towards mom and dad because towards the end when we would see these blatant fights right out in the open like they were not hidden they were not behind closed doors but then the like a a lot of times at the beach and then the next day it's all hunky-dory no one's bringing it up no one's talking Mm -hmm. about it and I just kept saying to mom and dad I'm like like we have to be the ones like we have to be the ones to 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 do something like clearly this is not going to stop and they were just like what are we supposed to do every time you brought it up you know we we don't want her to run away like and so it is a tricky situation but I would just get so frustrated because I'm like we all see this happening we need to help her but like but we're not we're also not doing I don't know so it was just it was like a tough (laughs) 
thing. But luckily we had that conversation that had no, <laughs> nothing to do with it. But by the end of that conversation, we literally had a plan how you were going to move out the next day, like pretend to go to work, go home, pack your stuff. Like it was wow. mom and I were not I at to, all expecting yeah, to go that way. I had to, I had to go I had to go home and virtually pretend that I was not leaving him. Like, and my sister was texting me being like, delete these text messages, delete these text messages. Like I literally, it was, I I honestly say like, it was like the fight of my life. Like I had, and I had minimal time to get out of that house because I knew if he came home, I was never going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a very nerve wracking, like 12 hours. My heart is pounding right now, literally out of my chest, like, cause I'm like Thank putting myself it. back in that space. But yeah. it's funny. I came to the house thinking our, 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 our sisterhood was ending and ended up being my yep. marriage was ending. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. At least the right relationship you- ended, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my but gosh. yeah, I mean, we were, we were really nervous because you, you know, you hear these, these stories where the you know 24 hours or I don't know what the exact like time frame is but like when a woman leaves a toxic relationship that is like the most dangerous time so we were you know all on pins and needles just hoping that this was going to go off without a hitch and she was going to be able to like get in and out of the house and get her stuff and like and just be safely at my parents you know by midday and it was it was it was like scary you know but you were able to do it and he had luckily had no idea at least until I think maybe he started to catch on during the day yeah, during the day he- and, but. and I will say to anybody that's walking through this and know that even when you leave it is going to be it is completely normal for you to suddenly be like I want to go back like I had yeah. that happen to me because let me tell you when not only when you're divorcing but when you're divorcing from a toxic relationship there is a called trauma bonding. And there is a lot of manipulation that has happened. A lot of things that have been said to you, done to you that make you believe you truly can't do it on your own. So just because you you will have those thoughts, it does not mean you're meant to go back to them. Just know it's a normal process of healing and truly breaking that trauma bond. Yeah. I so appreciate both of you sharing all of this because yeah, whew, that was, this is, I didn't expect to go there. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I think something for me, I you know, I wasn't in as I wasn't necessarily quite the same level of a toxic relationship, I guess you could say. So, but I some of the things that you're saying, Beck, are really similar to think, you know, conversations that my mom and I and my sister and I have had uh over the years. And I think something that I want to point out to listeners. If you're currently in a relationship that you're considering leaving, or maybe you're freshly out of that relationship. And so maybe there's still some hard feelings toward your family that, you know, when they were trying to help you and, you know, you got in fights or whatever, like my mom and I, um, we were really not at all close for a little bit there, even after he and I split up just because. Oh, wow. you, know, you live had, with her too. That's crazy. Yeah, to I know. Think. Now I li- now I live with her. We have a great relationship now, but, um, you know, there was, there's, there was definitely some time there where we weren't close at all. And I was really angry with her and she was really angry with me. And, um, so if you're listening, if you're in that situation, if you're in that space, maybe those relationships are still a little strained, like just know that I, Becca, you just did, you just gave 
such great examples of how much you loved her and how much you wanted more for her and how much you knew she wasn't herself. And I, I think I just want to make sure that if you're listening to this and you have those, you know, rough relationships, like just know that your, your family and your friends are coming from a place of love. And that is something that I definitely learned later on. It, It wasn't even immediately when the relationship ended, it was like, you know, over time, once we sat down and talked more and I realized like, it wasn't that they wanted me to be unhappy. Like, cause there was a while there where I felt like, you know, do they not want me to be happy? Like I'm happy right now. Why are they trying to end the relationship? But it was because they could see that there were issues and they could see that he mm-hmm. was not, you know, he was not it. <laughs> and they could see that yeah. I deserved more when I couldn't. But when I was in it, I felt like they were trying to sabotage my relationship. And now I look back and I'm like, no, they were trying to save me from the hurt that I went through. And that was just something I, it was a mistake that I had to learn on my own. It was a thing that I had to see for myself. Um, so, so yeah, I think you just, you gave a great example. You, you, it's just such a cool perspective. I think (laughs) I know it is. And it's it's really cool. cool perspective. I appreciate it back. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for, uh, having me on. I enjoyed sharing about it, not because it's a fun conversation, but because <laughs> I hope that it will help somebody out there who's kind of in this like adjacent position where you want to help pull someone out, but you know, you just have to be patient um, yeah. and you can't be aggressive because you don't want to get forced out and then yeah. you aren't able to help. Um, so it's kind of a waiting game, but um, it's certainly worth waiting for. They're worth waiting for. Yeah. Now, um, so, so back, tell, tell peeps where they can find you. Yeah. So I'm on, um, Instagram. Um, it's just my name, Becca Bristow at Becca Bristow. I'm also on YouTube. Um, I share a lot of nutrition and health and healthy eating and that kind of stuff. That's my, that's my thing. I'm a dietitian. Um, so you can find me, those are like the two main spots. Um, and if you're interested in, cause we're all young living people as well. I have a mm-hmm. clove and arrow essentials is my, um, oil Instagram. If you want to check that out, which is and one of my favorite, but yours oh, is ahead, one of my sorry. favorite young living oil accounts. I love the thing. Oh, <laughs> so many good like tips, tricks, like recipes and stuff, especially yeah. if you're like just starting out with like low tox living. Um, and also you need to also plug cause you're pregnant too. And I know we have some moms that listen to us on um, your podcast. Oh yeah. So, um, I have a pregnancy podcast. Um, I've done it for all three. Well, I guess like this one, two and a half of my, uh, pregnancies. Every season is just one pregnancy and we kind of walk through the whole thing, start to finish birth story, all of that at the end, um, which is really fun. So we're about midway through this season. So if you want to listen to that, it's called the Bristow's made a baby. Um, and it's really fun. It's like a total passion project. I love doing during each pregnancy. It is good. good. And I love like the, um, you two, um, my sister and Becca, Matt have like great, great. You guys have like amazing dynamics together. So I love like listening to it, even though I'm not pregnant, I do like, um, (laughs) because yeah, I do enjoy listening to it. Um, we'll put in, we'll put all those links, like Beck's, um, handle and like the link to the podcast, like we'll put it all in the show notes. Um, and also support the podcast. Like we, this is our passion project. We pour everything we can into it because we really truly want to help other, um, single moms and, um, 
and divorce divas level up their lives. So that's a great way that you can kind of support us in growing our community and um, expanding our reach. Uh, you you will drop that right, Hannah? In the- yeah. Yep. So there's a link there where you can essentially give us a tip where everything that you give us, we just are putting right back into making sure that we're reaching more people. Um, if you can't or are unable or don't want to give us a tip, but you still want to share the love and share our message, then always just sharing the link to the podcast, sharing the name of our podcast, leaving a review. I don't think people realize how like awesome reviews are for podcasts. Yes. But if you leave a review, put the little stars there, say what you love about us. And it just helps. It tells the podcast platforms like, oh, people like these girls. So we're going to show them more. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and before I forget, since we did talk about like, kind of like the story of getting to like, when I decided to like final, like file for divorce, the next progression would be like how I rebuilt my life after divorce. I just dropped an article was just published. I'll put it in the show notes for literally five steps to rebuild after divorce. So anybody that's walking through it, after you listen to that, go to that article, follow those steps. And I promise they will give you the same amount of clarity that they provided me to get to where I am today. So I love it. Well, thank you, Beck, for coming on. This was such a great episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks. Have a good rest of your day. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. later.